Hello and welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. I am tonight's co-host, Saida Hassan, a junior from Queens, New York, studying neuroscience on the pre-health track, and an RA in the residential college in Goddard. And I'm Tom Ellett, the other co-host and Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. Saida, a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Tom. Tell me a little bit about your experience in the residential college. Very different kind of our experience than most of the other first-year buildings. It's amazing so far. We have different streams throughout the building, and I'm in charge of the Science Matters stream. So we have opportunities to go to other podcasts, and we have different cooking classes coming up, as well as trapeze classes. And it's just a great time where we get to incorporate science and our everyday life activities. What's the, what are the students like in the residential college? They're very determined and dedicated to becoming more involved on campus. I, it was a pleasure to see my residents go from trying to figure out which classes they want to take to now trying to apply for college leader positions and welcome week leader positions and being mentors for other incoming freshmen. It seems like a lot of leaders come from the residential college. And so what do you do there? That, is that special sauce or added value that you give to the students that make them feel like they're special and that leadership is something that they should do for the university? We definitely incorporate leadership programs, diversity programs, so that residents and students can use their voice to be able to voice their concerns and be able to make an impact in what they want to do. A lot of the students that come into Goddard already have a dream envisioned, and we want to be able to give them the path and the support that they need to actually make that come into play. And you have experience and relationships with faculty members in the residential college. Who is your uh, faculty affiliate? I'm currently working with Olivia Birdswall. She's very amazing and loving and very passionate, not only about science, but also the arts. And Olivia is a past faculty fellow in residence, by the way. Yeah. She was up at Gramercy. Excellent. Well, tonight we have a pretty superstar guest as well. Who do we have? Today our guest is Neil Patel, who served as an RA in Lafayette Hall for Nupar Goyal and Tara Nakata during the 2008 and 2009 academic years. Welcome, Neil, and thank you for joining us on today's show. It's a real pleasure having you on. So tell me, how are you? Where are you? Hey, hello. Thank you guys for both having me on your show. Currently in Los Angeles right now. I'm doing a fellowship in sports neurology and pain medicine at the Cedar sinai Crowe Job Institute. Fantastic. Neil, it's great to hear your voice and, and welcome back to Washington Square, even though it's through the podcast. Oh, Wait, let's jump back to your time at Washington Square. What did you study while you were here at NYU undergrad? I finished up being a major in biochemistry and minors in math and computer science. Outstanding. And what made you want to do that as a major for yourself? I always had an interest in all the sciences, math and computer science throughout high school. And I started out in college triple majoring in all three of those. But I soon discovered that I wanted to explore and branch out different things in college and take some more music classes. So I knocked it down to minors in math and computer science. Wow, that's really cool. Were you involved in extracurricular activities? Yeah, the biggest club that I was probably in was Shruti, which is South Asian Cultural Club, doing a lot of volunteer work and community events. I was an orientation leader, worked in NYU's computer office in one of their labs. And then I did a lot of music stuff on the side with some friends and took some classes as well. 
Neil, did you did you play an instrument? Sing? What was your uh, musical talents? I played a few different instruments. Alto saxophone was my biggest instrument. I played the drums, and then piano and guitar were two things that I was trying to practice a little bit more when I was in college. Wow, those are really impressive. That's I love those instruments as well. Did you always want to be an RA while in undergrad? Coming into college, I didn't really think too much about it, but I had an amazing freshman RA, Therese Grande. She's great. And then uh, actually a few of my freshman floor mates became RAs, and uh, Jen Schneiderman, she was one. And, you know, when I saw that she was doing it junior year, she had a lot of fun doing it. So that made me more interested. And I looked into it, and I had a lot of fun. What was it like to be uh, an upper-class RA, especially down in Lafayette, a little bit off the, the square? Yeah, it was definitely very different because the upperclassmen there, you have a wide variety of students there between just regular people and then you have the Greek life as well. So that was a nice balance between all the different aspects. We had professors that one lived on my floor, so it was kind of nice. It wasn't too far of a walk, you know, 15, 20 minutes to campus, but it was a little bit further away from the square as well. So got to explore into the city a bit. How about working with a, a co-RA in Lafayette? What was that experience like? Oh, it was a lot of fun. So my co-RA was Mark Sherian. He was on the podcast a few weeks ago. He had done it the year before, so he had kind of shown me the ropes on how to do it. And we had a lot of fun living together. He was into sports as well. So we kind of got along with that. Now, what kind of relationships did you have with your residents? Really good relationships. Became friends with a bunch of my residents. There was one or two, I believe, Greek life rooms on our floor. So that was a lot of fun, just kind of exploring into that world as well, which I hadn't had too much experience in before. What were some of the big issues facing campus while you were an undergraduate that you can remember? The biggest one I can probably remember was just the 2008 election. I just remember that being a big part of the community. And then even within our dorm, we had a big presidential election night where a lot of our residents were attending that to the three hours in the morning. Can you tell me a bit about what skills you gained in the role as an RA? My favorite skill that I learned was probably just being a leader and working with other co-RAs and learning how to work as part of a team. We came up with innovative solutions, critical thinking, Conflict resolution was something I learned a lot and with as well with difficult residents, learning how to deal with those situations. For those listeners who don't know exactly what you're doing as it relates to the neuroscience, could you explain what a regular day would be like in your field? Yeah, so I'm currently a sports neurology and pain medicine fellow. So in the field of sports neurology, we deal with a lot of athletes and take care of any neurological injuries they have. The biggest one kind of in the media today is concussions and brain injury. So I work on the sidelines for some high schools and colleges and work with professional athletes, Olympic athletes, as they deal with their concussive injuries. I also take care of uh, neurological diseases as it pertains to sports. So patients that have neurological diseases, how they can participate in sports and how we can optimize their function. One of the cool aspects of sports neurology that's up and coming is performance enhancement. So how can we train the brain and the eyes to kind of work better so that athletes can actually perform better than they normally would. Nice. And how did you choose to focus on sports neurology? 
I'd always had an interest in sports kind of growing up, played a bunch of different sports growing up. And then even in college, I played some intramural soccer with some friends. In med school, I thought I wanted to do neurosurgery and orthopedics, but I didn't end up actually liking the surgery part of that. So when I did my neurology rotation in medical school, I had a lot of fun. It was really exciting. The brain is super complicated, and that's fascinating how each patient is kind of like a puzzle trying to solve a problem. And then within neurology, I learned about sports neurology just as it was coming up in the media. And then I learned a little bit more about it. And these fellowships were just starting up. So looked into it and I liked it and came here. It's funny to say it is kind of nodding and grinning because I think what you're left is what she's looking to go into. Is that right? Yeah, that is. I'm actually really interested in neurosurgery. I work in a Dan Sain's lab and I work in auditory systems. And I got to be an assistant surgeon for one of the gerbils. But yeah, I'm still also really curious to see the other fields that also relate to neuroscience. So, so Neil, maybe you can help say it in terms of, you know, what is what are those points in time where you need to make some decisions about that path as you're going through the process? It's definitely a flexible pathway. I mean, once you've decided that you want to go into the medical field, kind of deciding which field within medicine you want to go into. If you're pre-med, you're going to know, I guess, pretty in the middle of college, whether you want to start studying for the MCATs and taking the required classes. Once you're in medical school, you have a few years before you need to decide which field you're going to go into. By the third year of medical school, you probably have a good idea in which field you're going to apply to. And at that point is when you pick your specialty and you apply to those fields and interview at those programs. And then once again, depending on those programs, you have a a year or two to figure out what subspecialty you want to go into within that field. So when I started med school, I thought I wanted to do orthopedics or neurosurgery. But a few years in, after I had some practice in those fields, decided it wasn't for me and and found another field that, that I really enjoyed. Now, you mentioned the MCATs. What was it like to prepare for the MCATs? MCATs were were kind of fun. I mean, it was definitely nerve-wracking just because of the standardized test. But the parts of the MCAT of physical sciences and, and bio, they were pretty fun to study just because we've been studying that since we were in high school. The nerve-wracking part was just the standardized test and the timing and multiple-choice exams, which is never fun. But once you kind of get into it and you get into a groove, you think of it like like any kind of sports where you just want to get better and do better and try and be the best. How do you stay current with research that's constantly coming out and how much do you have to keep up with the journals and do your own research as a practitioner? Yeah, it's very important to stay up to date with all of these new technologies, new medications, new studies. It definitely helps that there's annual meetings for neurology where once a year there's a conglomeration of all all the neurologists in the country and they get together and present a lot of information. The internet's been super helpful with that as well. We'll get email uh, digests sent to your email once a week or daily if you want that can update you on all the latest studies. Also just going out on my own and going to different conferences on different subspecialties is pretty important. Trying to get exposure to all the different new researches that is out and trying to figure out what's real and what's not real and 
what's important. Do, do you think that the equipment is getting better for, for, for athletes? And are there certain things that athletes should be prepared for in terms of the preparation for being on the field? The equipment that athletes have now is definitely a lot different than what it was, you know, 50 years ago when athletes were playing football, running track. The surfaces are better. There's more protective equipment now in terms of the helmets and the, and the guards. And so that's something that's been kind of evolving and we're even making modifications today. I know that there's like baseball players now that have certain modifications to their helmets to help prevent head injuries. So that's something that's been coming out in the last few years. So the more that that evolves, the safer our players are going to be. Also, just learning about the technique and how they play the game. Learning about that has been helpful in teaching players, athletes, how to perform. So how they should tackle when they're, when they're playing football or how they should slide in baseball, things like that. It sounds like you have a lot of time that you dedicate to doing research and staying current. How has the workload challenged the work-life balance? It's been tough. Medical school and residency is definitely a stressful part of your life, and it's kind of like a third of your life. I'm 31 right now and spend a lot of my time in school and at work. There is definitely times where you kind of just have to carve out weekend times and times at night just to, to bounce out and hang out with friends and family. But as long as you're doing what you love to do and you find that passion, it's definitely easy to spend my nights at games and weekends at courses because it's fun, it's fascinating, you can find friends through there as well. So it's definitely an opportunity to turn your work life into fun times as well. Neil, have you focused uh, yourself in terms of being a better athlete and being in better shape through seeing these athletes you're working with? Oh, completely. We get to work with a wide variety of athletes. So we get to see a lot of different sports and, and how they train. Even things from what we don't traditionally think of, of as sports and, and the new world of electronic sports. So we see a lot of video game athletes and how they physically train, especially with their eye movements, hand-eye coordination. I've tried to apply some of that to myself, even though I'm not that kind of athlete. I wouldn't have thought about that, the gamers, but that's an interesting kind of thing to think about in terms of the athletic space. Yeah, pretty cool yeah it's a up-and-coming field there's a lot of new teams in electronic sports for these rpg games and, and things like that and they get a lot of funding so it's a new space that's going to be pretty cool to explore and see what kind of performance enhancement we can work with them that's great can you tell us about a mo most memorable moment in the field you're currently working in I gotta say, in fellowship, my most memorable moment was probably meeting one of my favorite players, Odell Beckham Jr., a few months ago. And this is when he was on the Giants. But also, I take care of one of the high school teams in LA, one of the inner city teams, and following them throughout the season, getting to be on their sideline, watching them make it up to the championships was a pretty cool experience. It's kind of rewarding volunteering time and, and taking care of these young high school kids and that are impressionable and being a role model for them, it was definitely cool to kind of see them progress throughout the season. More of a personal question. West Coast, East Coast, tell us uh, how you're feeling about that right now. I spent my whole life in New York. I was born and raised there. This is the first time I kind of left. It's definitely a lot sunnier out here, but I do have to drive everywhere out in LA. I miss the subway a lot. So hopefully I'm applying for jobs back home in New York. So I want to come back because New York City is, is the best. 
That's what we like to hear. There's too many of these L.A. and West Coasters here at NYU who are like, best coast. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not. No. no, I don't want to stay here. Good, good, good. Do you still <laughs> stay in contact with other RA alums? Yeah, we have a, a bunch of text groups with a couple of my friends who are RAs for a couple of years. And we kind of periodically text each other random things or memories from back in when we were together at Lafayette. There's a chance for a couple of shout outs, Neil. Yeah, so obviously Mustafa and Zavitri, who were on the podcast earlier as well, Courtney and Dale, Katie, we all have kind of the text group, and it's been a lot of fun. It was great meeting them and keeping that friendship throughout these years. That's great. And we've, we've started doing some alumni events, so uh, hopefully we'll uh, see them and you at some point. We're going to jump to the speed round. This is a chance for you to share some of your memorable NYU things, such as favorite tradition at NYU. Probably between Welcome Week or Strawberry Festival. Those are two of my favorite times at NYU. And your favorite dining hall? Kimmel. Rasta pasta and the pizza there. That was uh, my favorite. How about a favorite NYU professor? Between Dr. Goldberg, one of my biochem professors, and Bill Rayner, who was my guitar teacher. Ah, good mixture. I like that. Did you have a part-time job at NYU? Yep. I worked in one of the computer labs as a lab manager. Any celebrity sightings while you were here on the square? I saw Mose Def and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Finally, what was your most memorable RA experience? We had these faculty dinners where one of the professors who lived in our building would take us out to dinner. So I remember going to both Boulay and Nobu, which were super fancy restaurants that I would probably never go to on my own. And those were really good good events where we got to hang out with the professors and some of the residents and talk about everything from life to to school. Well, Neil, thanks so much for spending some time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU has taken you. As always, thanks to our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the Dream School alumni version life. Neil, impressive uh, young man, doing great things. and, And I think there's nothing like supporting the youth especially when they have a dream and and on the field, the competitive field. So congratulations on what you're doing. Great work, truly. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me again. Absolutely. We look forward to having you back in New York. Special thanks to my engineer, Juliana Fonseca-Alessa, and the current professional staff and the alums of NYU, such as Napur and Tara, who did great job in assisting these RAs and skill acquisition along the way. If you like the show, look for more content on the website. And if you want to know Ari's favorite books, I still read them, go to whattheyreading.blogspot.com. And finally, feel free to tweet at me for a shout out. Until next time, think about what you can do to make your community a better place to live.